This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. You're listening to Trek FM. T.L. Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Philip Gilfus, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm joined by my co-host, the archivist of the United Federation of Planets, Darren Moser. Now, now, Darren, what new collections from Starfleet are now in your collection? Well, it's, it's amazing working here at the Memory Alpha Base because, you know, there's so much information coming in. Actually, we're just now downloading... Uh, Harry Kim's full album uh, on the on the uh, clarinet, and I mean that should use up a tiny bit of space. But we have, you know, we've actually taken over the entire system, so it's now the Memory Alpha system because we needed to expand between the planets. Uh, some compared us to the Borg when we did that, but uh, they're not here anymore. We uh, we relocated them. You're lucky because Harry Kim's clarinet record got pushed to my pad without my knowledge and i didn't want anything to do with it but it downloaded automatically so <laughs> yeah it's a new thing we're trying out uh it's called a uh, force knowledge of the federation <laughs> yeah and though it's too bad you can't get that recording in high definition now i'm also <laughs> joined by a man my, my other co-host who has been on the enterprise d since it's a commissioning so crewman third class daniel Pru. how has it been like to be there since the beginning I got to tell you, it's it's not been great for me if I'm still a crewman third class uh, and uh, I've been here since the beginning. But uh, yeah, hey, you know, it, it's it's what it is. It's the best ship in the fleet. So I'm having a great time. Right. And I'm sure that people are always asking you, like, where's the bathroom? You know, are there where can we see the dolphins? All those things. <laughs> Let me speak with your manager. You clearly yeah. can't do anything for me. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay, well, as folks probably cannot tell at all. Well, we're going to do something uh, a little bit new uh, this week. Um, And this is going to be going through the different seasons of TNG. And so we're going to start with season one. I know most folks don't know we had a season one. You you should really check it out. Um, But what we're going to do is a little experiment here, a little round-robin experiment of going through uh, season one of TNG. But we're not going to go by it because we've done that episode already. I'm sure if you've listened to it. But we're going to talk about which season one episodes – would be more appropriate or might have been handled through one of the other Star Trek series. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, in-world chronology. We're going to go through Enterprise and pick a season one episode of TNG that either would have worked better on Enterprise or that feels more like an Enterprise episode or, you know, whatever. And then we're going to go through TOS and DS9 and then Voyager. Um, And we're each going to pick an episode and explain why we think that either should be erased from the TNG canon or should have been done on the other series because the story was better or or just was you know more appropriate for that series so we're just going to kick it off with i said enterprise and darren i believe you have our first season one episode of tng that will now be an enterprise story 
Yes. No, this is a great topic, Philip. I mean, we haven't really talked this much about season one since episode 18, which by my count is over 100 episodes ago. Uh, But yes, so my season one next gen episode that I felt was better suited in Enterprise is Code of Honor. Uh, now, I'm not familiar with that episode, Darren. I'm looking at my approved list of episodes, and it's now our So, there. yes, this is the uh, racist uh, making no Lieutenant Yar battle. So, I mean, it's not it's not a great episode in that context. But I'm, I'm liberating it to instead be... Imagine it now. It's in Enterprise, and the Enterprise is off exploring meets a brand new planet. Okay. We've, we're still on the same track here, but instead, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be to Paul or Hoshi. I'm just saying a member of the crew, maybe Archer or someone has to fight, you know, to escape, you know, this planet. So I'm just saying strip a lot of the, uh, you know, African racist overtones out of this episode, but the sh- or all of them, you yeah. could strip all of Pretty them. Pretty much There's all no of them. Yeah. But so it. I'm just saying, keeping the that main part of the episode with the whole, um, you know, we don't understand their ways and we need to fight, and you know, maybe update the uh, jungle gym by a little bit, you know, but you know, but keep you know the cool hand, you know, spiked hand and some of the other episode uh, you know elements so i think it could be salvaged uh, but i I'm, I'm i'm more picturing a naive archer dutifully giving out earth's home address to every planet we approach and this would just kind of put him in his place a little bit like hey maybe the justice system is a little different on this planet and we need to you know react accordingly you mean the justice system? Well, no, it's a different episode. I chose uh, Code of Honor. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Wait, would we keep the compelling character of Lutan, though? I mean, I, I just, I've got to know if he's going to be in it or not. Uh, yeah, except, he, would he say, he, he, would he say, he'd be an alien species, though, right? And we, oh, yeah, we do okay, need right. a no, you know, so and so or no, you know, we have to have that line because that's the best part of the episode, but. Everything else. No, 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 no Lieutenant Yaw. <laughs> yeah. I am intrigued by what, what character would be fighting because I feel like it definitely should be someone who, like, you wouldn't uh, intuitively think. Like, maybe it would Flocks. Be... Yeah. It's got to go. be Flocks. There'd be no <laughs> vaccine go. developed by no Mr. Flocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can see it because, um, like, maybe it happens where he doesn't tell the rest of the crew that he's going to do something to himself. You know, like like super leeches that will you know pretend like he's dead, and they'll think like he's actually dead, and then they'll be like in the sick bay, yeah. and and it'll be like, oh man, Fox is dead. I can't believe we got out of that one. And then it'll be like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> were you hibernating again, Fox? No, and it, I I can even picture it though. Fox is in their prison before his uh, battle, and Archer comes up to him and says, "Optimism, Fox, optimism." <laughs> the only problem is. Um, and and not that this is necessarily a problem, but uh, you know, Lieutenant Yar was 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 pretty spry. was a, was a pretty uh, in shape gal, and uh, Flox is a bit is well, he's he, I guess you'd call him portly, uh, jolly, uh, and I don't know if he would actually be able to dodge some of the and actually climb the jungle gym as well as Yar did. You know, 
Let me let me look at his character sheet here, Daniel. Okay, he's got a he's got a minus eight in agility uh, first fighting ability. Okay, <laughs> well roll, again, we can roll change that one, the jungle clocks. gym to instead be maybe a battle of limericks or something more up to his speed. <laughs> a battle of limericks. <laughs> So, so that's oh, my vote that's, is uh, moving code of honor uh, i'd like to see code of honor in enterprise and, and so does 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 uh it exist anymore in tng yeah, yeah actually i've moved it exactly i've taken okay, so it, it out of season anymore. one and now i'm not necessarily saying well in this case i'm saying that it would be a good season one enterprise like again okay. it's, oh. It's, oh you're even placing it in season yes. one so it's early That's enterprise it's archer very naive stumbling into this planet and the society has no knowledge about and his doctor is now fighting to the death Okay, I, I like it. Like, I don't even think about putting season, but that's that's a good oh, yeah. idea. Okay, so so Daniel, you're up next. So you're an Enterprise. What season one TNG episode are you picking for the NXO one? Uh, I would uh, I would let them play around with one of actually one of my favorite season one TNG episodes, which is one one zero zero one zero zero one. Only because I think, and I'm thinking like season two ish, or maybe maybe season three ish. But I'm kind of placing this kind of not maybe in the maybe in the same you know that one episode of enterprise are the binars the spear builders is that what you're getting at no 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 no. and i'm you know you know me i can barely do tng episode names so uh, i'm not gonna be able to do enterprise episode names but there's the one um where they go to that like uh space station that fixes all their stuff dead stop yes yeah dead stop thank you yeah Yeah, and um, i'm thinking maybe that's run by the binars or something anyways i'm just thinking that um the the enterprise especially when it starts to get more desperate and learn its lessons in season two or maybe the uh or maybe in season three um archer would be desperate to kind of get any edge he can in there and and he would give his ship up to these people who could upgrade their computer core to be super awesome and super better than it was without them so so maybe instead of make... seeing a disembodied computer voice, instead you have just a right. single pair of binars running the station, and they're like, but again, the the same kind of, you know, they've been forced to turn people into. Uh, are you? Oh, never mind. You're not overriding dead stop, or or maybe you no, are. No, but I mean, it, I mean, you. I was thinking that in my mind, like, oh, it, you could kind of replace that bad guy space station with a space station run by the binars and then it would be uh, the ending would be more like the actual one one zero zero one zero one uh episode so it would be like maybe they take over the ship for what whatever they need it for um so you wouldn't have to harvest people like they did in that episode but anyways uh, i think that 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 episode shows that they're desperate to take help wherever they can find it and the binars certainly would uh obviously like to give it Oh, I like that. So yeah, so you get you place it season three during the Zendi arc because again they're over wherever that is in that part of space um, past the it was a Delphic expanse. Um, it's uh, an past expanse. the ex- yeah past the expanse. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Now would this be a so a prequel like are, yes, so yes. you know so this would be the, like a prequel binar yep. leading up to TNG. I like that. So how do we first encounter the binars? Exactly because we don't get to now, see them ever again. Now would they look the same, Daniel? Or are you going to prequel them somehow? No, they would look more like. Are they running like DOS? I, mean, I was just going to say maybe oh. they would have like physical wires that go between the, the two pairs or something. Like that would be pretty funny. Um, or maybe maybe their language isn't as developed. So uh, when they talk to each other, it's slower or like 
like it sounds like a dot matrix printer or something like that. They're literally saying one zero one one zero zero one 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 zero one zero zero. Yeah, but you, I mean, just a little bit of that. You could do a little bit of that for fun. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay, well, we're going to come to my choice for Enterprise, and of of course, you know it's going to come up sometime. So let's just do it early on. My my choice for Enterprise from season one TNG is of course hashtag Justice. Because I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, Enterprise was supposedly, uh, for good or for ill, supposed to be like the sexy show. So, hey, you can't get more sexier than Justice. And I think you still have the same element. You know, they could, uh, again, we, this would be a season one now that we're having to do seasons. Either season one or maybe even a season two Enterprise. So they, they find this new idyllic planet. You know, of course, they're Enterprise. They're just beaming down, right? They don't they don't care about any prime directives. Um, and you can still have the the, you know... They're, you know, trips like, I like this planet, you know, um, and uh, nice tea uh, or wait, no, that's wrong episode, but still. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, yeah, T'Pol could play the wharf character in this one. And, you know, well, what what about sex, T'Pol? Just regular sex, <laughs> you know, um, and and then you could still have the, the whole thing. Now, what would be different is and I, and I say this maybe it would be more appropriate for maybe season two Enterprise. Who falls into the plant? Because, that's what I need to know. Oh, that's I didn't even think about that. Porthos. Um, Porthos falls into the Porthos. plant. Porthos. He's throwing a frisbee or something. Wait, wait. Yeah, and he's isn't there an Enterprise episode already where Porthos like pees on something and then Riker has to Yes, well, there's a bunch of TNG episodes where Wesley gets in trouble too, but that hasn't stopped us, Darren. Um I like that. So Porthos gets in trouble because um, he's in a forbidden zone. Who else? Uh, yeah, you throw a ball. Zone. If you throw a ball on Enterprise, Porthos is going to go straight for it. So it doesn't matter. This is our ceremonial ball that we use in the. Oh my gosh! Porthos has put it in his <laughs> mouth and he's running around. <laughs> and they're still dressed the same when they stop. Like, Those balls hold the like, ashes of our ancestors, dear lord. <laughs> no bad dog. That dog. No cheese for um, you. And, right. But, and so the part, uh, why I'd say this would be season two is because there's, st- you know, there has to be, I forget what the, um, was it Doctor's Orders? That episode, when we start to hear the words like prime directive, like it's not official, but, you know, Archer starts thinking along One those lines. One day we so, should have a directive know, that God. should be our prime <laughs> reason God. for what we do. That hurt me. That, that, those lines hurt me so much. Um, like a directive, like 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 the first kind of directive. Like what would you call it? Like like the first like really important directive. It's coming to me. Like oh god, uno directivo. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but you'd so like you wouldn't have the prime directive, but you'd have to Paul maybe saying like, hey, remember the last time? So he would still have to yes, have that Paul, sort you of never ethical dilemma. Make me forget. Yeah. Right. So so I I think it could work. What, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, that was actually worked. my choice before I before I ended up picking, and then I'm like, oh, Philip is going to pick Justice, so I shouldn't. Um, yeah, but it, it works because it is. It's kind of like a figure out what you should, how you should deal with these civilizations that you come across, and that's a really good way of like, especially in in Justice, we have the Prime Directive to fall back on. The, the question is whether or not to follow it in this circumstance, but in enterprise, it would be like, we don't have anything to fall back on. Can we just impose our will on these people? Can we just do what we want or should we respect kind of what they, what they've put forward? The original series now. So we're now moving to TOS. All right. And Daniel, you're going to head us off here. So what, what season one TNG episode are you now putting or at least uh, incorporating into TOS? So I chose one maybe that, uh, you know, maybe people wouldn't think of right away, but uh, I have, I have my reasons. And I picked Symbiosis because 
oh boy, does that does that story have a lesson to teach you? And uh, it's going to make sure that you understand the point of the lesson. And look, TOS has a lot of strengths. And But a lot of the episodes are, um, and I'm thinking of Let Love Be Your Last Battlefield. Hey, I remembered an episode title. <laughs> um, where the racism... Uh, the racism lesson is not so subtle. Um, and a lot of the, and they kind of tell those stories in sometimes in ways that aren't exactly, they're not in your face so much, but they, you know, they're not hard to find. And symbiosis has that kind of don't do drugs kids. Cause drugs are bad. Uh, that is the worst Lieutenant Yar impression I've ever heard. Daniel, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, but, wait a minute. but why would people do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Who would ask that question? Chekhov, I guess. <laughs> He's the youngest one. I don't know who would, uh, would ask. Well, it depends what season you're putting this in, Daniel. So Chekhov's not till season Oh, it's two, a season so. three episode. It's not great in okay. TOS either. So it's definitely going to be a, a season three episode. But yeah, I think Symbiosis, I mean, you could almost just directly take it into TOS. Like it, it, it kind of has a very message, story of the week, TOS feel off the get-go. You wouldn't even have to change any of the non main characters and just assign, you know, just line up who's the Wesley role. Who's the, you know, I can see it. I think the interesting, the the hard, well, the interesting thing. And so Daniel, I'm going to post to you. So now if this is in what, 1969, I'm trying to remember when third season was 70. So this is pre quote unquote drug war. So, yeah. And it would be, I mean, it would be interesting, especially after episodes like, um, Oh, the Space Hippie episode. Oh, well, uh, um, uh, I know what you're talking about. The Apple. And um, the uh, Space Spore episode where they all get all kind of tripped out on drugs and stuff. Uh, th- this side of paradise. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it wasn't the, the drug furor. It wasn't, it wasn't up to the, you know, uh, just say no <laughs> again. Yeah, it was a just say yes era. <laughs> it was a just say yes kind of era, I guess. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it, well, but I mean, like you think of like, um, it's not Mud's Women, but I Mud. No, no, it is Mud's Women. Mud's Women was sort of a, you don't need drugs. So whenever they had the sort of, uh, you know, the, uh, the Venus drug or whatever that made oh, women yeah. look pretty and oh, I just gave you a placebo at the end. You really are pretty. You don't need drugs. That was sort of a, you know, you don't need drugs. Yeah, and yeah. And I was thinking more thematically, I guess maybe that, 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 uh, lesson isn't necessary, uh, but it, to me, it just seemed to fit more in the TOS mold. Uh, I, I could have picked, by the way, the the naked time, but I decided that was cheating. So it's a little I, too on the nose. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I like it because I, I I can still see Doctor McCoy in the in the Doctor Crusher role. You know, they're you know yeah, sort yeah. of arguing for oh, yeah, like yeah. we we need to t- treat these people, Jim. Prime Directive, be damned. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So so I'm going to go next for TOS here, and my pick. Is going to be, I don't know how I'm going to squeeze it in, but I'll figure it out. Is hide and cue. You mean um, hide and Trelane? Hide and Trelane. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I forget when Squire of Gothos is. Is that season two or three? I can't remember. Sure. So this will be like, this will be like whatever, like 10 episodes later, however, from Squire of Gothos. And so this can be hide and Trelane. Um, it, it works totally. Um, hide and Trelane? I don't know. Because I just like the idea of, like, I can see the TOS crew, like, you know, choosing whatever crew, like Sulu and Scotty and like someone else, you know, are, are thrown down on that planet where they have to fight the animal things. Um, you know, and Chekhov probably is, gets the Wesley the set role. Looks getting, like, about stabbed. the same. 
as well as TNTOS. Chekhov gets stabbed through the chest just like Wesley does, you know. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to see who would get put into the penalty box for TOS. Um, Like Uhura. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know if on the woman every time. So I don't know. We'll say Chekhov. Chekhov gets in the penalty box. Wait, after he gets stabbed? stabbed? Yeah. (laughs) Sheesh. That's harsh. And he gets to cry, and Kirk says, Mr. Mr. Chekhov, you're bleeding all over my bridge. (laughs) (laughs) You can cry, Chekhov. It's allowed. Oh, Gifton. (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) But but I can see it. I can see the little, like, game there. And and Trelane, you know, he'd have that same outfit that that Q had as the, the French general or whatever he was. Um, I can see it. Yeah, that's interesting. But we, you, you kind of didn't mention the most important character. Are they going to give Q powers to Spock? I mean, Spock doesn't seem like he would be tempted by them at all. Like he would. Uh, it doesn't. I don't, or they given. I would think you'd want oh, to give yeah. him to Kirk. That's true. Who's the tempted one? No, 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 no. Hiding. Q- oh, I see what you're saying. No, no. Um. Oh, okay, you're right. Who who would be the tempted? I was just thinking more of just like the animal plant, you know, the <laughs> the competition at the end. Who would be tempted? Maybe this would be a Scotty. I could see Scotty uh, doing Scotty, it. Scotty, yeah, I could. I, could I will see give it. you a ship. Look at the beautiful nacelles. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's it's a workshop, but I could see that. Yeah, because right, you know right. it's 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 Riker because he's second in command in that episode. But it just doesn't work if you if you give Spock super awesome god powers. I think Spock would just. I don't know, do math all the time or something. I don't, it just doesn't feel like anything he would... Unless unless he offers it to Kirk. Yeah, that's that makes and sense. And Spock has to be sort of the Picard role of giving him a voice of reason of like, you know, if you had every power, you know, it, it, you know he could be just kind of quoting stuff of like, you know, absolute power corrupts. I could have Captain. saved that little girl. But at what cost, Captain? <laughs> Damn it, Spock. You know, yeah, I could, I could see Oh, it. yeah, I could totally see this. Yeah. All right. So, so Darren, what do, what do you have for us to complete our TOS trilogy? Trilogy. I went with uh, the last outpost. You know the. Oh, that is an excellent. <clears throat> so choice. again, why can't we just uh, show the Ferengi <laughs> now, <laughs> and they, they can be a TOS villain of the week because <laughs> we never see them ever again. Um. But yeah, so this is the one where. And we meet the Frangi, and it, I felt that this one had a lot of TOS feel as well, where it's like, we got to learn to, you know, move beyond our differences, and oh, there's something that's hurting both of us, and uh, so, yeah, I, I could see this one, uh, you know, as he's, uh, what's the word, um, hiding or guarding that portal, but yeah, I think I think it would work pretty well so yeah i'm just i'm just trying to picture what the 23rd century ferengi would look like given the makeup of the time like the, that's true be wearing the same clothes don't get me wrong exact same and, clothes and Nothing the whip would change wardrobe wise the whip yeah, would be yeah, the that's, same that's there um but i'm just trying to think of like how they would the ears would still be and the forehead it would be maybe they'd have like hats on that like cover the ears so that's actually their ear yeah giant oh, it's like a prosthesis yeah, I can yeah see giant that. hats and then it would just basically be a nose um that's right. true the i forgot how extensive the ferengi makeup is but no 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 they would just look like us they just have weird accents and then in tng there'd be that awkward time where they go back into the past and be like ferengi where they're Mark, also six how feet tall. How do you tall? explain this? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, 
It's a long story. You'd have Look, to pay a lot those of Those of us who have not lived on the planet <laughs> haven't been subjected to torrential rain for 99.9% of their life. So they obviously look a little different. <laughs> no, I could. I, that would be a good choice. Because like, then we could say uh, the last outpost doesn't exist in TNG. And then when we see them the Season one's the just battle, getting better and better. <laughs> yeah. When we see the battle, which is season one too, right? The battle. Yeah. Um, and so... Then, like, if the Frankie would be kind of different than those hiss, whipping, whatever, it'd be like, well, of course, it's been 100 years. Of course they're different. <laughs> well, yeah, so, works for me. Okay, so now we're going to go into T&G. So what would be your T... Oh, wait, I guess that's kind of on the nose there. <laughs> um, so, we're now going to warp over and to the Bajoran system, or the Bajora system, as I like to think of it, and talk about Deep Space Nine. All right, so I'm going to go first here. And, of course, when it comes to Deep Space Nine, the, the word just pops out at me of which one I'm going to choose, and that's conspiracy. Because when I think Deep Space Nine, I think conspiracy. And, you know, the, you know, the Deep Space Nine, right, they're, they're the ones who do these 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 uh, arcs, story arcs, and, and tertiary characters. And so this whole, um, you know, it could be a two, three-part or whatever conspiracy of, of where, um, I don't know what season I'd put this in. Maybe, like, probably pre-Dominion War, maybe, like, season three or four or something. Um, of where, uh, and I don't know whether this could be like the founder still, or could just still be like a conspiracy, just be the, you know, exploding snake worms. Um, and you, you know, you just have this thing where Starfleet admirals or whatever, like someone comes in to evaluate Cisco, like Commander Reddick, Remick, excuse me, Commander Remick, you know, is checking out Cisco, and then it's like, oh, well, we want to promote you to captain. So this would be before he got promoted. We want to promote you to captain and do all this stuff, and then it's revealed, like, He's like, no, I want to stay here in Deep Space Nine. That'd be the first part. But then it turns out there's this whole conspiracy, and whether that means they have to go back to Earth or whatever. But but I feel like Deep Space Nine can maybe flesh this out. You still have to have an exploding remiga at the end, of course. Um, or you know, maybe this could even just be a prequel, uh, or excuse me, a sequel of TNG, of where you you know where we had those those monsters turn out to be Gamma Quadrant, you know. <laughs> Aliens. Oh, the antenna was pointed we... a slightly to the left, and it's gamma quadrant yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I could go either way. Either where you take the whole story and give it a DS nine treatment, or you give part two, where the the you know they they either encounter the, these group of aliens in the gamma quadrant, or or something like that. I haven't fleshed it out. I don't need to flesh it out. All right, this is, I'm an idea man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. Thinking about it now, it actually makes a lot of sense if conspiracy, if, I mean, just imagine that could have been literally the start of, of the Dominion and of the founders. If instead of bugs, they were gelatinous pools of goop. And then that's kind of at the end of that episode when it's like, oh, they sound a signal. We're everywhere. It, it could have been uh, to the founders in the, in the Delta Quad, in the Gamma Quadrant and that's pretty cool. I like to think about that. That's that's interesting. It also makes perfect sense as a Deep Space Nine episode because it would have to be the founders. They, I mean, they kind of did episodes like this already, so it would fit perfectly if it was that kind of if it wasn't Deep Space Nine. All right, Darren, what, what do you have for us for the uh, for Cisco and crew? So I chose to move the battle over into DS Nine, and so this is this is my thought. Uh, the this is at first I couldn't decide if I wanted this to be like early DS nine or later, but I think it needs to be later. So when we have the defiant there, but basically Cisco's still not over the battle of Wolf three, five, nine and the loss of uh, the Saratoga and, um, and his wife. Jennifer. Yeah. His wife, Jen, we just can't leave her. <laughs> but so, 
I don't know if it's the prophets or some other alien force. It's always okay, the, it's prophets. the prophets. You know, <laughs> so they they are trying to. They they're like, you need to get past this, and so basically, uh, they. I, I mean, wormhole aliens. Okay, sorry. They basically convince, like, they put him into that um, trance state where he he thinks he's back at the Battle of Wolf Five Nine. So he's on the Defiant, heading back. Uh, from the wormhole about to attack the Borg cube DS nine. And the crew has to like get him past that issue. Basically he's, he's, he's isolated himself on the bridge and he's locked out all the controls, but the rest of our main cast are still on the defiant and they have to find out a way to either talk him down or get control back of the ship before he goes to the wormhole and destroys deep space nine thinking it's the Borg cube. All right, hmm. and I'm trying to think here. So, what would the Cisco maneuver look like? Uh, just shooting at the board. <laughs> it's, it's really, really Fire everything. <laughs> so, anyway, I just you know, and maybe it'd be a little different, but I, I thought there would at the core of the episode, it's him getting over. I mean, which I know we kind of saw a lot of that in Emissary, uh, but I think. I mean, it could be, like, something little happens, like, you know, he, um, not to steal an episode from TNG, but, like, he gets an old storage container from Earth, and it has some of Jennifer's stuff, right. and it, like, brings it up, or or there's some... And he uh, realizes like, he's really not over it still. Right, and and something, like, you know, he, like, some decision he has to make about whether to, to like, again, I can't throw this one out, like, maybe they're like, oh, we want to sign you somewhere else, he's like, oh, maybe I should go, or something, mm. some struggle he has to get through. And then you know he yeah. goes to the wormhole for some bizarre reason. I could just picture the prophets though, like in the in the vise of a uh, uh, Jennifer being like, "The Cisco needs to get over this." <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's always man. No, no. Would this mean that we get the people playing uh, the Saratoga people to be played? You know, it would be the prophets. So we get Martok back as a human yep. playing the captain yep. of the Saratoga. And, uh, awesome. We'll get that. He's um, there that already, Ensign who so. pulls him out. Like, we have to go, sir. You know, that, uh, I think he's a bullion. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. a bullion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think, I think this could, it really had to be Cisco in my mind. I couldn't really think of any other character who would be haunted by the destruction of a ship. O'Brien. Oh, <clears throat> well, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I think that's a good idea. Cause like, so until you're keeping the battle in TNG, but you're sort of, sort of copying, not copying, but you're taking the elements of that story and putting it in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. It's oh. basically taking the, yeah, the elements, but instead of, you know, a, a Ferengi the trying Ferengi. to get revenge, yeah. it's the prophets trying to get Cisco past this memory. Yeah, because for a minute I thought, like, Quark got his hands in the Saratoga somehow. and was Yeah, like, except for I'm pretty sh- I thought of that, <laughs> but then I'm like, eh, no, I'm pretty sure we saw it get destroyed <laughs> completely. <laughs> so... Oh, I thought it would be funny if it was Quark. That would actually be really, really funny. <laughs> he's at home. He's like, you raise my rates, will you? <laughs> Cisco's just like in his office, and we're down in the pit, and we're like just looking through the window, and we just see him like bouncing around the walls like in pain. We're like, Except in- instead of the sphere that was taunting Picard, it would be his baseball. That would have you like- <laughs> Yeah, Quark's in the room, and you just see him like rotating the baseball on his platform, and Cisco's <laughs> writhing. Ah! <laughs> oh, you won't let me use uh, the station's monitors for advertising, won't you? <laughs> a slightly different direction to take the battle, but uh, it, could, <laughs> it could still work. The battle Death of, of profits. <laughs> advertising rates. It's pretty much the same sort of. A... All right, Daniel, what, what do you have for us for Terok Nor? 
That was actually a pretty good transition because uh, I think I'm going to switch this up. Epi- I'm not going to switch it. I picked this episode because I think it would work well as a Ferengi episode. Uh, and I picked the Arsenal of Freedom. Uh, and it would it makes sense to me. To exactly what a- the Ferengi would call their arsenal. It's the Arsenal of Freedom. <laughs> I think they would call it the Arsenal of Prosperity. But uh, that's good, too. Uh, so yeah, this would be a this would be like I guess a quirk episode where maybe he goes and finds maybe his ship. Uh, he said he worked on a freighter or something. I think for years, and uh, he finds his former commander uh, or whatever, like selling the super advanced technology. Cork would of course be interested in this, <laughs> um, and of course the rest of the crew could be could have been dragged along. And uh, Quark, do you want to see a demonstration? Of course I do. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, 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 this could replace um, the infamous season one episode. Oh, oh move along move home. Along home. Yes, yes, <laughs> this could be move along home, except with Arsenal of Freedom. There's like a <laughs> maybe the ship is like this weird shape and it docks, and it, but it's actually the Arsenal. It's like, would you like a demonstration? We brought it along with us. And he's like, sure. And then it detaches and just starts attacking the station. And maybe. Um, Maybe O'Brien falls on on top of uh, on top of Bashir, and that's how their bromance begins. <laughs> we need to eat All right, these Tumblr, herbs. Behave, behave, Tumblr. <laughs> my leg uh, is all torn. You need to check it, Chief. <laughs> oh, my uniform fell off. I know how it works. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that's really funny. It's oh boy, I'm not going to go there. But yeah, that's a good um, one. No, though. I can see. Yeah, because I can see the ending is is definitely very Quark of just like, uh, yeah, uh, we'll buy everything. Like, he thinks, like, of course, that's how we stop this. I just need to buy it and say, yes, yes, we'll do it. Or maybe yeah. he's wanting to do that the entire time, but Cisco keeps telling him no, like, that's not the solution. And at the end, when they're just at <laughs> list end, he's just like, I'll buy it. And he's just like, oh, thank you. Ending program. <laughs> and, and they all look at, and he gives Cisco one of those looks. <laughs> and he's like, yes, Quark, and you'll pay for it. By paying us rent or you know whatever, like <laughs> your you rent have is to, like, now double them. for the yeah. money we don't use. <laughs> I also exactly. think that the uh, USS Lollipop would be replaced with the USS Jumjastic. It <laughs> would be a decent. You have to have thing. some sort of similar scene where Odo is just babbling like nonsense at the probe, just trying to get it to over circuit or something. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who. So who gets put in commands? So we don't have a. What would be the Geordi of early DS9? Who would who would get to be in command? Dax, while, uh, obviously. Okay. Yeah, so and Dax, she's she's green. Dax and red. Yeah. She's she's green, so that would make sense. Although she's got a lot of experience, I don't know if Dax would work. Well, no, I think she'd doesn't. be she'd be good in yeah. command. Well, no, but she's, Dax does. Dax has a lot of experience. He's still a, a, a young lieutenant. If this is season one, just a young lieutenant, junior grade. Yeah, it would work. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, so going from the Gamma Quadrant to the Delta Quadrant, moving I'm on to Voyager. <laughs> so, Darren, Wait, what's that's going more, on uh, with Janeway and her crew from Season 1 Voyager, or Season 1 TNG? Well, I also thought that 11001001 would do well in this season. So, basically, instead of all of the subterfuge that we get in the original 11001001, you know, like at the very end where Picard just says, why didn't you just ask us? This is just asking. So they come across the Binars and, you know, their planet, you know, is going to 
um, you know, gonna the, the sun's gonna go nova and it's all gonna be bad. So they're asking for help for anyone. And of course, Janeway, it's like, oh, science, a whole planet that's, you know, a giant computer and connected. Like this is great. And her and Bellana like geek out a ton over all that. And then I guess the seven too, right? Yeah, well, sure. I mean, if, we can put it later. later and it, no, it Cass. This is going to be <laughs> a Cass oh, no. season Voyager episode. To be fair, uh, the, I feel like the Binar and the Borg would get along quite well. That's true. So. The Binar and the Borg. I can read the uh, novel right now. Uh, but okay, we can we can put it on, uh, later with with seven. That makes more sense. So they're all oh, yeah, okay. they're all trying to come up with a solution, and seven solutions all like just turn off your people while the planet goes Nova. And they're all just like, that's crazy. You know, we can't do that. We've never turned off one's our user computer. One, one zero. <laughs> and she totally understands when they talk. She's the only one. <laughs> she has to oh, translate. Wait, wait, this is going to be like, we're like, she's R2. Like there are two and she's like, she's uh, three. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, that's exactly it. Um, yeah. So it was just a fun science episode. And so it's more, it's less about, you know, because it's like they're not going to steal the ship and they're not going to this isn't basics where they're putting them all on the planet. So instead, it's this it's a science mystery of like, how do we solve it and help these, you know, little ones? And then at the end, maybe they, I don't know, have they push them 10,000 years closer to home or whatever, you know, uh, as a thank you. But um, why not? Why not? You know, <laughs> they can find a way. Um, but maybe they send probes out to explore because they never leave their planet or something like that. And they know how to travel far, but I thought or even better. Two of the binars go on the crew and uh, join the future adventures of better Voyager. than Borg children by far. So <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, yeah. So I think this would be a good uh, Voyager. I think that though. would actually be where the Borg baby would go with the binars. Oh, they would provide a good loving home <sighs> for that Borg baby. They'll be like, oh, let's give you this baby. And everyone's like, wait, that was like eight episodes ago, Jane, that you got this. Bo- <laughs> we haven't seen this baby in this Look, whole time. Look, it takes... <laughs> It takes, uh, you know, Wildman to be pregnant for two years. They can the baby can still be a baby five months later in Voyager. Okay, That's true. I think I think the Binars would be like, "Where's the other one?" <laughs> it's <laughs> and, they, and they name him one. <laughs> and they all feel pity on him for having no zero. I Aww. think I think this you're, you're the one to my zero. Oh, <laughs> wow, flatterer, Philip. <laughs> I think the side lesson here. Uh, just by the fact that both Darren and I picked this episode, is we want more of the Binars. Let's let's bring them back in the new series. Well, see, how, how can, can we, we put them in uh, DS9? We need to put them in every episode. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because obviously it doesn't make sense just to have one Binar episode. You have to have oh, two Oh, it could be a two-parter. Episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, the, yeah and, the, and the episode titles could be <laughs> zero, 01 and 10. <laughs> Look, we, it, we're all interested in what they're going to do with the new show, right? And you know, and and for just for the sake of oh, what what could they do? Well, we've had you know we've had some white captains, we've had a black captain, we've had a woman captain. We need an alien captain now. But how much cooler would it be if it was two captains? Two captains? <laughs> Calm down, Mister Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, I like it. All right, Daniel, what do you have for uh, the Voyager? <clears throat> so, uh, if, for some reason, this and, and one of the other episodes, there was an episode in that respective series that popped into my head that I could kind of integrate that with. And I don't know the the, the name of this episode in Voyager, but it's the one with the creepy guy who hits on Janeway, 
and Harry Kim, and they have like transporters that can teleport these people. Oh, um, it's season one. This is not the dog pleasure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm blanking on the name, but yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. So I, I picked where no one has gone before because one of the things that the Voyager does, it, that Voyager crew does, is we'll try anything desperately to get home. And I would think that where no man has gone before, where no one has gone before, excuse me, um, would fit because they would try something like just desperately. Hey, let's put this new slipstream drive on our ship and whatever happens, happens. Or, you know, we'll, we'll go through this wormhole and who knows where we'll pop up or whatever. So they, they're, they're trying something to get home and they overshoot by a little bit, <laughs> by just a little bit. We're in the beta go. quadrant. What are, <laughs> no one is here. <laughs> So you're telling me that you're replacing Threshold with this. All right, I got it, Daniel. Yeah, Th- Threshold's another episode that actually does kind of fit this same thing. And imagine if the Traveler showed up and he was like, I can totally help you by fixing your, you know, and some slimy, I don't know, uh, what Talaxian shows up with. His with name is Mr. Kaczynski, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, that would, that, to me, that totally fits Voyager's tone, Voyager's theme, and they would be like... Oh boy, uh, we kind of messed up here and ended up sixteen galaxies over. Now, I Daniel, like are you proposing? Are you proposing a Wesley Crusher cameo in Voyager <laughs> yeah. with uh, the Traveler? Oh, it could be, or Wesley as the Traveler. That's what oh, he's saying. You're right. <laughs> but I like that because it's it's a different kind of disappointment. It's like it's not it's not that it didn't work. It worked. It just didn't <laughs> no, take I, I just where like we the, wanted I just, to go. I just like that I said Wesley and you're like that's a different kind <laughs> no, of disappointment. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you know, okay, we wanted to get home and yes, we can and then of course there have to be some scene at the end where the traveler says, "I can you know, well, I can take you back to the galaxy, but it would have to be to where you last were. Like I can't take you to your home." And they're like Okay, we're used to it. How does that it. work? How is it? How does it make any sense that you can bring us? Look, that it's far? like the TARDIS. Sometimes it just goes where Next it goes. Point in time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it, it's it, it is funny to uh, to imagine. Oh wow, we were only uh, we were only sixty years away from home, and now we're um, six thousand years away from home. <laughs> this is darn worse. it. <laughs> Here Kim's like, I better start composing more songs. No, 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 no. I like the ending of this episode because either the Traveler or slash Traveler Wesley goes to Janeway and is like, Harry Kim is gifted. No, oh, <laughs> Like at the end of it, he, you must tell Harry, him. <laughs> and you she must Harry promote Kim, him. <laughs> she makes Harry Kim an acting Lieutenant Junior Gray. <laughs> Captain, is there even the such only a thing? Way he, the only way he would ever get promoted. No, no. She says, okay, I'll just... um." I'll pass your uh, promotion orders on to Starfleet. And when I hear back, we will see. You know, this is, of course, before they have any contact with Starfleet. So, okay. For, for my pick, um, I, I, you know, it's no code of honor, but it's close. I'm picking Angel One. Um, you know, it's. it's Please say hey, Tuvox wearing the. Uh, <laughs> it's gotta well, be it's, it's gotta be Chakotay. It, it's gotta be Chakotay for all well, of those. Take Chakotay and Tuvok, even better. Well, what I think you know the the um you know the idea is there the idea that it's that it's a uh, female dominated uh, society or you know matriarchy. Obviously, they listen to Janeway, uh, right? Which we, which I guess what the Voth technically were a matriarchy, the the dinosaur people. Um, but anyway, but this would be an interesting one because you have obviously a female captain, and so uh, you know you could change everything. Uh, basically, the only thing I'm keeping is they just encounter a very human looking female society, and it's Janeway. 
the story can go from there. You know, I don't need. I'm not even giving you any hints. It's just basically Didn't they have a female society. They met the where it was the one where Paris was uh, had to relive into a lizard. The, no, the one where he had to no. relive the murder. No, and it was all guys. I thought. Uh, no, I don't think so. But I remember that the the um. The, the, investigator. the investigator was female. And I thought it was based more that females had more powerful roles in that society, but maybe I'm misremembering. Well, I, I, you might be thinking of the one of when um, uh, Balana had the danger thought, because that was a female oh, okay. investigator. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. The danger, yeah. Thought. danger thought. Danger I thought. Wish, I wish that was the name of that episode. <laughs> danger <laughs> thought. Um, it was random. I think, thoughts, I think right? we're picturing a new uh, new Earl Grey episode. More real episode titles for Star Trek. <laughs> look, look, TNG is very literal, folks, yeah. in our episode titles. So, like, you know, look, well, Angel One, you know, it's about the planet Angel One. No, no, Angel uh, One needs to be called, but hark, I've slipped the surly bonds of Earth. <laughs> but, that would be a TOS title. That would yes. be the TOS if that was a TOS episode. And, uh, um, also, Spartacus Zatarus, you know, it's... Uh, oh, DS9. man. That would be DS9. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, uh, partruition would be Voyager, just because I don't know what that word means, but it's an episode title. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what we have. So that, was, that was a fun little exercise there, guys. Um, and you know, uh, uh, turning season one TNG episodes into all the other Star Trek series is not the only thing we've been talking about this week. Here's a quick look at what you may have missed elsewhere on Trek.fm. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. <laughs> It would be a lot of fun to be able to MST3K an episode like <laughs> Arena, which who doesn't love poking fun at a rock-throwing Gorn? I mean, come on, you know? Can you find a rudimentary leg? Exactly. <laughs> I wrote that on the Babel Conference today because Guy Fliegman from Galaxy Quest is the greatest character ever. Earl Grey. This 547-meter-long, 32-deck, 502-crew member. (laughs) That's awesome. To the journey! Now we go to Once Upon a Time. (laughs) (laughs) Neelix tries to... Warp 5. If they could have kind of told us, it's more of a future for us, but we're going to build up to the Star Trek you know. And Larry's uh, comment back was, well, that would mean that they kind of were planning it out and they knew what they were doing ahead of time. <laughs> but <laughs> sing. That sounds right. like Larry. Commentary, Trek stars. I will say, if you want to see what it's really like when someone slices open a tauntaun to get inside to stay warm, like in the real world. Yeah. That, like, that was the best part of the movie. I'm like, Really? Han Solo made it look so easy. <laughs> this is what happens? This is terrifying. The 602 Club. It's about that transformation of getting Oliver to be able to see themselves as something more than vigilantes, but being heroes. Yeah, and there is a lot of... Um, I like that because there is a lot in the in the quote-unquote, as you're calling it, the island story, which the island now is Hong Kong, <laughs> um, as you pointed out. Yeah, earlier. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> bigger than an island. <laughs> Literary treks. Dan, are you sure that flavor isn't something like a green liquid voodoo drink? <laughs> oh man. This <laughs> <laughs> Because that could be the flavor that we're oh, going for. Boy. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the daily Trek talk. 
You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on facebook.com slash trek.fm or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trekfm today. All right, Darren, uh, if folks want to talk to you about how to turn all the TNG episode titles into Latin, where can they reach you on the internet? Well, don't ask me. It's all Laura Mipsum to me, but uh, (laughs) they can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And Daniel, if people want to know which season one episodes should be chosen for TAS, where can they reach you on the internet? Uh, they can reach me on Twitter at OneUpDan, where I will refer them to Darren. All right. And if folks want to talk to me about which season one episodes of TNG should have been in TNG, they can reach me on Twitter at NCPublicServant. That's NC for no continuity. All right, guys. Well, it's been pretty good. Now I'm going to have to go sit and watch season two. Um, you know, I think that Pulaski character would do really good on TOS. Well, until next week... Make it so. Engage. Live long and prosper. Fire. 